Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor. And on and on. St. Paul's instructions to the Christians in Rome are a good reminder for us as we lift up and celebrate the multiplicity of ministries and areas of service that we enjoy in our parish. And what we say about every single one of these ministries and communities that we are represented by these banners today is that we want them to be, above all, relationship-based. Now, that, that can sound rather corporate speak or pie in the sky, perhaps, but it's a way of remembering that in the end, what matters is loving one another, is offering ourselves in love for one another for all whom God has made. That whatever we do, that building of relationship is what is most important. Now, in some of these ministries, we're not going to make lifelong friends. Sometimes we simply have a job to do. But they're all about offering, self-offering in love after the model and pattern of Jesus. A few years ago, a friend of mine who's moved away from Atlanta is no longer part of the parish uh, got involved in befriending a family of refugees. And fairly early into that relationship, uh, they moved apartments and, and had a new apartment. And he and a group of others of you gathered together and went to various places and agencies and stores in Atlanta and gathered furniture and moved this family in uh, to their new home and, and ended the day with a celebration meal in this new home with all this new furniture for them. And everyone was just terribly tired and terribly happy, and the bonds had been strengthened and relationships formed. And my friend came to me, still in the flush of this, and said, Jeffrey, it's fantastic. There is furniture all over the city. We could get a warehouse, and we could fill it with furniture, and every single refugee could have a home filled with new furniture. I said, you know, that's, uh, that's a wonderful vision, and I hope that someone does it. Nothing wrong with it, but it's not really what we do. What we do is befriend people who, above all else, need American friends. And you had a great day because you were building relationships. You were deepening your friendship with our refugee family, friends. You were making some connections in the parish with people you didn't know. And, and it wasn't really about the furniture. It was really about the friendship. That what we want is to remember what is most important about everything that we do. Our ministries are about giving ourselves away in love. A group of people thrown together on the altar guild, year in, year out, conversation after conversation, develop an intimate friendship very often that can sustain the test of time just while polishing silver or ironing fair linens. Deep and lasting friendships are made and built and sustained. We won't get to know everyone who comes to shop at Threads as we try and clothe children with dignity. But if you ask people who serve in that ministry, there is no one who doesn't have a story of how one family or one child or one person changed their view of themselves, changed their view of the poor, changed their view of the world, opened their eyes to something they maybe had read about but not really heard, and perhaps sometimes cause self-reflection about our role in these relationships. Uh, 
people in threads outdo one another in showing honor, as St. Paul asked us to do. Now, before we hurt ourselves from patting ourselves on the back for these wonderful ministries, and they are wonderful, and we do deserve a pat on the back, and it's, a, it's great, great work that you all do, we need to remember also uh, what St. Matthew has to say about ministry. Last week, we heard, immediately before today's passage, we heard Jesus say, who do you say that I am? Peter says, you are the Messiah. And Jesus says, you are the rock, Peter, on which I will build the church. I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And what you bind will be bound on earth as in heaven, and what you loose will be loosed on earth as in heaven. And I've always thought that the key to the kingdom is self-giving love. And with sustained love, we can unbind one another. And with forfeit of love, we actually create bonds. We put one another in bondage when love is not present. But Jesus says, Peter, you are the rock. And then then he says, don't tell anyone because I have to show you what it means to be the Messiah. I can't just teach you, I have to show you. uses an unusual word. And then immediately starts talking about suffering and how the Son of Man will be delivered up and will suffer and will die and on the third day rise again. And Peter says, no, no, no. He's just said you're the Messiah and immediately saying, no, no, no. And Jesus says, Satan. He's recalling the first, the third temptation in the wilderness where the devil offers him governance of the whole world. He says, no, that's not the way. That is sabotage of the way of God. You, Peter, are a stumbling block. You get in the way of God's purposes. It's something that trips us up. You've, in, a, in, a, in a few verses, he's gone from rock to block. I mean, I, I like that. I've got, I've, got, I've, I've got one worse. He's gone from faith man to Satan. But, thank you, but <laughs> my wife said she was embarrassed. It's so easy to take something so wonderful and so good, this self-giving love, and suddenly find it getting somehow our own stuff getting in the way. You're, you're, doing, you're thinking about human things, not about godly things. It's so easy for us to turn. We start perhaps judging those whom we're serving, saying, well, maybe it's their fault. Or if we start thinking about... Um, we, we, we forget that perhaps we have power and we're in relationship with someone who doesn't. Every one of us, if we work hard at it, it's a little harder for white men, but just about everybody can at some level find a time when we were the person without power in a group. If you've ever been the only black person in a white room full of whites or vice versa or, or, or the only poor per- person among rich people, even if it's not true and you feel it, there's all kinds of things going on in that relationship and those relationships that, that get in the way of genuine, sustained, sustaining love. If you've ever, you've probably seen some of the men of hope. The men of hope are the graduates of the covenant community. The covenant community being our life transformation ministry for formerly homeless, drug-addicted men. And they help out around on the campus a lot. And from time to time I hear things like, that one was standoffish, or actually rude, or imp- unpersonable. I find myself thinking, if you ever start thinking like that, then we've started becoming a stumbling block. We've started letting ourselves or our own view of the world get in the way 
of real love. It's very tricky, this business of not only recognizing difference, which can be very subtle when we look the same, recognizing difference and then beginning to understand what's going on for us in those relationships, where what role we play. It's very tricky. And what we think is going on must be this wonderful experience and someone else can be feeling put down or shunted aside or not taken seriously. Or someone can be nervous in a meeting and, and we, we judge them as not confident, where in fact they're perfectly confident in other settings. It's just in this meeting where they're the one without power. See how it's subtle it is, how tricky it can be, and we need to not only recognize difference but begin to understand how to do that. Now, I know that I could clear this room quickly if I said, we're all going to do diversity training, right? But it's something like that, and we're going to find ways over the next months and years, we're already in conversation with some people, about how to begin to build this in, because we say the heart of who we are, that we grow in faith by engaging God and neighbor. And that piece in there means that we have to somehow understand our own role in these relationships and look at our own assumptions from time to time so that we can, as St. Paul says, extend hospitality so that our welcome can be real, not just you're welcome as long as you want to be like us. See what I mean? It's very tricky. And it can feel sometimes threatening. It can feel as though we're going to lose something. It can feel as though our agenda might not be pursued in some way or our view of the world might not be affirmed fully. And it's a very hard thing before we get to the point of appreciating difference. Not only recognizing, not only understanding, but also appreciating difference. It's, it's spiritual work. It's the work of learning what it means, the way Jesus shows that self-giving love can seem costly, but that in the end of the day, it's the love that matters. It's the self-giving that is the way of life, because it's in giving that we receive. If you would be my followers, you must take up your cross and follow. If you want to know the fullness of life, you must lose your life, or at least risk losing your life. And that can be a very frightening spiritual thing. But when we do it, and this parish has done it over the years in relation to a number of social issues, in relation, but it's not just social issues, it's actually in relation to one another in the pew. When we do it, we grow in our trust of God. And we find that actually love is what matters. If you would save your life, you must lose it. Take up your cross and follow me. Real love is the way to real life. And so as ever, we'll take a time of silence in which to continue our response to this good news that it is in, through engaging God and our neighbor, really engaging, including looking at our own role in these relationships so that we do not become a stumbling block to love, that we know good news. So in silence, in humility, in gratitude for the ministries we're privileged to uh, enjoy, let us pray.